You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. Last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top, we gon' see, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, it's a last chance for you, last chance for me, will I make it, will I take it to the top. What up, what up, man, the Real Coach JB here, another Slapdick Podcast, sitting here with Stokey, Bonham, Bailey, Callie, and Doughboy. Five Slapdicks in six, including myself. Uh... Got a lot to get off my chest today. I'm on YouTube, live on my channel. Hit the like button, follow it, subscribe, become a member, all that good shit. Quit being a fucking slap, dude. Pay the bills. Bet online is the sponsor, the proud sponsor of the Slap Dick Podcast. So make sure you understand and go subscribe and become a betonline.ag player. The fastest and easiest way to all your sports actions. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. If anybody would have bet last night on the Lakers, you would have fucking lost your house. And that's is about as simple as I can put it. We'll get into all that here in a minute. Quote of the day, day by day, what you do is who you become. I always tell you guys, you know, you are like what you do. Like who you are, it's not what you say you do. That's not who we are. Fuckers need to stop realizing that. Stop understanding. Quit thinking that you are fucking some dude and just because you apologize and fucking can can you can you can't retract what you did. People fucking fail to realize that. You can't retract it. You did it. It's who you are. You're not what you say you are. So just quit the bullshit. But day by day what you do is who you are. Period. It's who you become and it's who you are. You can't rob three banks three days in a row and then day four apologize for it and say it's not you and then expect everyone to forgive you and think it's okay. And too many of you fucks do that every day. And it blows my mind. And you think you're a good dude. <laughs> oh, man. I got a lot to discuss, man. Uh, you know what's funny, though? To, this The title of this show... Um, is it's going to be interesting. So some of you guys, hopefully you guys can understand it. But I got so much going on. I'm trying to get through this uh, show. I got Sunday Scaries back as a sponsor, just so you know. So go back and check them out, by the way. Um, don't be a slapdick. But people just be talking to get to be heard. I think... You just talk to be heard. Title of this show is talking to be heard. People just say shit so they can be heard. I don't believe they do any investigative research. They don't do shit to figure out really what's going on. They assume they make assumptions. And as we know, that makes asses of us all. 
I don't believe anybody does any type of responsible reporting anymore. As far as the media, newspaper, fucking ESPN, analysts, nobody. I think it's all a who can pull the trigger first, meaning whoever posts on social media first, one, now I got to grab it and then I got to report it on ESPN when you really did not do the research. It's irresponsible on all fronts and it's gotten so bad. And uh, I don't know, man. I'm just like appalled at a lot of these motherfuckers that are so-called professional analyst fucking data people. And they do. They get paid millions of dollars. Stephen A. Smith, millions. He's so fucked up from Kwame Brown that I don't believe he can do his job right now. He had to get the fuck out of New York to get to L.A. But he walks off the stage. I wanted to make sure you guys clear. He walks off the stage on ESPN because he's saying that the black players for the Celtics didn't come forth and weren't pissed enough about Brad Stevens being elevated upstairs to become the president of basketball operations for the Celtics when Danny Age retired um, two days ago. I almost shut it off. Like, I'm not going to watch anything with Stephen A. Smith on it no more because it's so shitty. It's so, like, stay. It's so fucking fake now. Like, it's cool, you know, the yelling and all that shit early on and the big words and the fancy words that half your audience probably can't even, don't even know what it means. It's cool and all. But at some point, it cuts old because it's not genuine anymore. And you've become really, really bad at your job. I'm going to be honest. You haven't adapted and rolled with it. You haven't been innovative enough. You caught everybody with their pants down, so to speak, 10, 15 years ago when you started. And now you've become like old news. And uh, it's not good to watch. I'm just telling you. I'm not, I'm not even knocking the dude. But he walks off the stage in a dramatic fashion like, shut the fuck up. Nobody's watching this drama that you do. Like, you're mad that black players... By the way, let's break this down. You're a fuck who sits behind the desk who couldn't barely play HBCU basketball, who's an average athlete at best, and you're prime, which I believe you are below average, just watching your jump shot and shit. You speak out and want black folks who are making millions, who if they speak out, become what's called blackballed and you want them to do that and lose their livelihood and their money and their millions and their fortunes when you make your millions regardless of what you say and you want these dudes to stick their fucking tongue out to get chopped off because they're going to get blackballed and then you're not going to get Latrell Sprewell got blackballed that happens And you want these cats to do it so that the next white-owned basketball team, white-owned, can pick them up? Stephen A., why don't you use your platform in a better fucking sense and you do the shit instead of walking off like a fucking nine-year-old little bitch? Like, it don't make no sense. So you want Tatum, who's up for a big contract, to go in there and say you're racist you fucking hired Brad Stevens and you're not hiring no black folks. 
Why don't you do it, motherfucker? These dudes have to worry about their fucking livelihoods. They mostly have white agents who are telling them these white-owned clubs will blackball you if you do anything out the norm. And I know that's how it is in the NFL. I know how it is in the NBA. I know how it is in not so much in baseball because it's so foreign-led, but as far as players, but... It blows my mind that you you think you can walk off the stage after saying that they didn't come to the fucking forefront for Brad Stevens moving up. But I know for a fact you were on ESPN last year condoning and praising the hire of fucking Steve Nash. Motherfucker. You like Steve Nash hire, who's never coached a day in his fucking life. But you don't like the fact that Brad Stevens moved up in the office and they're going to hire a new coach. And, you know, there's no black management GMs. You know, there's two GMs that are black. I believe the Rockets and the Toronto Raptors. And you're mad about that. That's not the player's problem. So you want them to blackball themselves in this league that's white owned so that they can fuck it. So you can not walk off your stage like a little bit. Is that what you're saying? Because I'm just telling you, you're fucking a joke right now. You look like a joke on TV. Kwame Brown's fucked you up so bad. Your little drop the mic session was so fucking bad. Like you basically just fucking proved everything Kwame Brown said about you. And now you're on this, you're trying to catch up, man, and it's just not working out for you. I'm sorry. But walking off the stage. and But you're not mad that Steve Nash got a job over a brother, though. But you're mad that Brad Stevens went upstairs, and you're mad that Jaden Brown and Tatum and Marcus Smart won't come forward and talk shit? Because they'll get blackballed, motherfucker. They'll fucking lose their money. You're not going to lose your money. ESPN going to fire you? You'd have to do some outlandish shit. Blasphemous. Shut the fuck up with your words. I don't know, man. I, I just, that's my take on it. You know, uh, you talk all that shit instead of crying and, you know, walking off. What a bitch move. Why aren't you mad at the fucking Steve Nash deal? Like, I don't understand. Never had a previous experience. Because <laughs> you're cool with them. That shit is crazy. It's further my proof, though, if you ever watch a coaching show of mine, that coaching is overrated. Coaching is fucking overrated. Steve Nash is probably going to win a championship because talent prevails at the end, even shitbird talent like they have. And I still told you that, you know, healthy Lakers, in my opinion, beat them. But I don't know, man. I, I I don't know. I think they're going to win by default because if MB don't come back, was that's the only team I think can beat them is the Sixers. If MB don't come back, they're not going to beat Brooklyn. And I think Giannis is soft as baby shit. I don't think they'll get past Brooklyn. Um, Atlanta can't beat them. So it's like, fuck. They might win by default. Because there is no nuts and guts in the East besides Philly, who I believe without Embiid won't get by him. With Embiid, though, I think Philly can win. And uh, I picked Philly Lakers in the final, but now I think it could be Philly and uh, Utah or Phoenix, to be honest. 
Um, I don't think Denver is going to have enough in the backcourt uh, to beat Utah or Phoenix. The way that this fucking, uh, what do you call it, kid, uh, for Phoenix is playing in lieu of Chris Paul being hurt, the lefty kid, that motherfucker pain. That motherfucker's killing it. But, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, Brad Stevens is fired in essence. Who knows? I think they were fired, to be honest. I think they just have so much grace and mercy within the organization. They just said, let's let's go out classy and uh, we'll move you up. Danny, you'll retire, but you were fired. That's what I think. I don't know. But Stephen A. wants to bitch about it. Didn't hear you upset about Steve Nash. You know, it's, it's ironic, man, how you pick and choose the race game. But sure don't want to sit down with Kwame Brown or my ass for that matter. And uh, it's unbelievable. It's crazy how you get to dictate everything, but then t- call motherfuckers out and then can't be called out. <laughs> that shit is unbelievable. So Stephen A. and Reese Davis voted Mike Krzyzewski as the best coach rated number one ever to do it. As he retired, basically, coming after the 22 season, he's going to retire. But he had his little going out party this last two days, which is crazy to me. Why don't you just do it at the end of the when you retire? Just say you're retiring at the end of the year. It is a spectacle. Like, it's crazy. But anyway, I love Coach K. I think he's great and all that. I don't even have him in my top five of all time. But Reese Davis has him as number one coach of all time, no matter the sport. If you watched this show the other day, Stephen A. said number one basketball coach of all time. So I have a huge problem with it. All right. First of all, I believe John Wooden is head and shoulders above him. I believe Phil Jackson is head and shoulders above him. And I would put Coach K right there with Bob Knight because Bob Knight coached and mentored Coach K. So I don't believe he's won more titles than Coach K, but I don't know if you can surpass Bob Knight as his mentee, mentor, why he's still alive. That's just my how I work it. But accolade-wise, Coach K has more titles. Okay, cool. He has more wins than Jim Beheim, who's second. Um, Jim Beheim, I think, has two natties. Um, Mike K has five. Um, but I just want to make sure everyone's clear because let's weigh coach K's eras. Okay. You got to talk of eras and understand obstacles he faced during his eras. And I want to know how you rank him above John Wooden because Reese Davis and Stephen A had John Wooden too. The man has 11 championships. They used to post banners on TV saying, welcome to the UCLA Inventational, because that's what the tournament was. They weren't going to lose. They won 11 titles in a row, people. Like, do you guys fathom that? Can you even fathom it? Now, oh, it was in the 60s and 70s. Okay. First of all, Wooden's at UCLA during the segregation, during the period where you had fucking... Go watch the movie Glory Road. 
All right. First of all, you're battling the black and blacks being allowed to play basketball more than one on a team. All right. At the time where you bring in guys like Walt Hazard, Kareem or fucking Lou Alcindor, fucking Jamal Wilkes. I mean, the list goes on and on. We want to compare players and NBA players. John Wooden has possibly the two greatest dominant, ball-dominant players and winners of all fucking time in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Bill Walton. Just so we're clear, Bill Walton, if he don't hurt his knees, is possibly the greatest center of all time. People don't realize how fucking good he really was unless you really know sports and basketball and really watched him. He was unstoppable. Like, could have been better than Kareem. A lot of fucking professionals think that, just so you're clear. All right. Well, those two are on the same fucking team, okay? Dukes never matched those two type of players, all right? Even though Dukes had great players. Tell me that, give me a couple players from Duke that have went to the NBA and translated that greatness. You going to put Grant Hill in there? I'm not putting Grant Hill. To me, Grant Hill's not a top 50 player of all time uh, in the NBA. I thought he was an average all-star. You know, I don't believe Grant Hill was ever a superstar. He definitely is not a fucking top five player of all time like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who can be arguably the best player of all time if you think about it. I don't know why people don't disc. I don't know why people don't talk about Kareem as the best basketball player of all time. I mean, he's he lost two games in his career in high school. He never lost a high school game. He didn't. He I think he tied or lost one college game, and then he won six titles. I mean, like, <laughs> and then he was the leading scorer of all time, and everything else. Like, it's unbelievable. But anyway, Reese Davis voted Mike K as number one coach of all time. I believe John Wooden had to deal with not only segregation and fucking Jim Crow South coming west and a bunch of other things. Um, what's Coach K's largest obstacles? One and done's transfer portal, which has only been in the last three or three years for him. Those are his two largest obstacles. I would much rather have a transfer portal. And a one and done obstacle than I would have to deal with the race wars and the race issues and having to be able to go on a bus or fucking eat in a hotel in Beverly Hills where you're right around the corner from Westwood during this time and recruiting black players to Westwood during that time. Especially a New Yorker. I don't think you guys have a fucking clue. Wasn't like you're jumping on a private jet from the UCLA University in the 60s and going to get Kareem in New York. Okay? Most often, they drove to recruit the nation resourcefully. It made sense. And that's how they did it back then. So don't get me started. We can get into all kinds of fucking intricacies of this recruiting thing and how John Wooden still landed these dudes via bus. No Twitter, Twitter, no Instagram, no social media, no fucking cell phones. If you weren't at the dial-up phone at home at the time we called you, we weren't getting a hold of you. And other than that, it was a fucking te- telegram letter that took six weeks to get from fucking L.A. to New York. Imagine your recruiting le- letters go out and then they get there like in spring. 
and you still get the kid? Come on, I could go on and on about fucking the obstacles. John Wooden's faced much harder ones, okay? I'm just going to be honest. You can't just say it because it's the moment. And that's what I'm saying. These cats just talk to be heard. Title of this show, just talking to be heard. It's the moment. My old Coach K's retiring. Fucking greatest dude, man. Duh, 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 duh. Let's make him the best ever. No, weigh out the facts and be honest about shit. John Wooden's the best ever. <laughs> He's never, it's not even close. And shut the fuck up. Phil Jackson, to me, is right there with him. Next. He won it the same amount at a professional level, which is arguably even harder because these prima donnas are making more money than you and you have to deal with all the bureaucracy and political stuff. So those two right there to me, um, I don't know, man. Can't. I just can't put him over fucking John Wooden. Sorry. Uh, who knows? Um, Lakers have a bad roster, man. They lost last night to the Suns, as we know. They have a bad roster. I believe I told everybody before the season they had a bad roster. I, I missed Danny Green. I missed Dwight Howard. I missed fucking uh, McGee. Now, on paper, you get Drummond late in the year. You have Schroeder, who was supposedly this up-and-rising guy, who turns down $100 million. You, you look like Boo Boo the Fool now. You, you turned down $100 million and said you didn't want eighty four when they offered it to you. Now, I, I don't hope bad on anybody, but I could see you not even being fucking kept. I would re-sign them to something and trade them. Um... That's what I would do. I'd resign them for trade bait because can't let them walk for free. Um, but I don't know. There's already rumors out there that the Lakers are trying to get Dame Lillard to come with AD and LeBron. You know, the, the problem is <laughs> you got to have money, cap space, and trade material to get Dame Lillard. I don't believe the Lakers have it. They'd have to give up Schroeder, give up. I mean, you're going to give up basically everybody. I mean, Lakers don't have what they need unless they give up AD and shit. I mean, <laughs> and I don't know if Portland would take AD for him. The motherfuckers too. <laughs> what Barkley say he was? Street clothes? Man, I don't know. I'm just telling you. It's soft shit to me. Have you heard Shaq on TNT talk about Injured and hurt and how motherfuckers suck it up and played because they were scared to let their teammates down, their brothers down, who they sweat, bleed, and, and cry with. Too far many times now, these cats have no clue what team means. They have no idea what team is. And they're worried about the money. Back in the day, though, we worried about the team, which created the money. Now we worry about the money and fuck the team. It's all about myself. It's all about myself now. And it's just killed the game. And uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy to me. So, Stephen A., should all the players for the Pistons be pissed too that they hired John Beeline, the former Michigan head coach who coached like 16 games for the Cleveland Cavaliers, as the player... um, development coach at the Pistons in the NBA. Because if you don't talk about that, you're a fucking hypocrite. 
And I want to break this down for you, okay? And and so everybody that says it's not who you know and who knows you, so you guys understand who they hired here. Pistons hired John Beeline, okay? He coached Michigan 12 years, all right? I just want to make sure you're clear here. And I pulled these stats up because I want to make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. He coached Michigan for 12 years. When I saw that he was hired as a player development, so understand what player development means by definition. Player development means what? Get you where you could not get yourself, right? Just like a coach. That's my job to get a player where he could not get himself. Player development means you're going to educate him, matriculate him, and you're going to graduate him on to something better than he was when he came into your program, all right? So he's going to develop NBA talent on the Detroit Pistons. Just understand what I just said. He is supposed to be hired to develop talent and player development in the NBA. Okay? A guy that lasted 16 games for the Cleveland Cavaliers. And here's a guy's resume on NBA talent. Okay? He was the head coach from 2007 to 2019. 12 years. Okay? I want to make sure you're clear. From 2007 to 2011, he had how many NBA players drafted? Does anyone know out there? Please show me your hands. He had fucking zero NBA players. (laughs) In four years, he had zero NBA players. Okay? Now, this is your new player development guy now. Okay? It's not like you hired fucking Coach K or Mike Calipari. Or, I mean, John Calipari, where a motherfucker has everybody in the NBA went to Kentucky, it seems like, in the last 10 years, right? All right. But anyway, zero NBA players. 2011, Darius Morris was drafted in the NBA. Can someone tell me who the fuck that is? Okay. 2012, he went back down to zero NBA draft picks. He had nobody drafted. 2013, arguably his best class, he had Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke drafted. Okay. They're both on the Dallas Mavericks right now, ironically. And where do you rank those guys as far as being... Uh, it's not like you got LeBron and AD. You have two fucking journeymen. You have two journeymen NBA players on your resume right there. Okay. So 2014, zero players. 2014. Oh, I'm sorry. 2014, you had three players drafted. Okay. I'm sorry. You had Glenn Robinson Jr. Mitch McRae, I believe his name was, and you had Nick Stelkasis, whatever his name is. Are any of those three guys playing still? I don't think so. Maybe Nick Stelkasis or whatever. He was with Cleveland, I think. 2015, you had zero NBA players again. (laughs) 2016, you had possibly your most talented player in Karis LeVert, who's playing, was with the Nets, I think he's with Pacers now. I think he's a pretty good player. He's not a top 50 NBA player, but he's a good player, right? 2017, you had DJ Wilson. I couldn't tell you who the fuck that is. 2018, you had Moritz, Moritz Wagner. He's a journeyman, plays for the Wizards, I think, now or something. 2019, you had Jordan Poole, Golden State, role player. And you had Ignis Burtikoskis or whatever the fucking big man. 
Those are your players. All right. So you had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. You had eleven NBA players in twelve years. Less than one a year. Stephen A, why aren't you mad at Detroit hired this motherfucker that has no clue or a fucking shot in hell to develop a legitimate player? Like he has no no experience in doing so. He's failed at it. He's an old white motherfucker. Why aren't you mad about that, you fake fuck? Like... Dog, you got a fucking forehead like Tyra Banks, bruh. You need to fix your fucking hairline. Start over. Do something. Just stop talking. You're making yourself look horrible. I wish you would have me on your show. I'd fuck. Kwame Brown, something, dog. Because you're just, you're so phony now that it's just like, it's it's transparent. Like, you're invisible, man. Like, we see through you. But... It's funny how you pick and choose your race game shit. Like, we all know it's fucking racist in America. We know there's some shit going on. But goddamn, pick and choose your shit is funny to me. Why don't you talk about all the shit or don't talk about it at all? Because every time you talk about it, you, you, it sounds like your asshole's talking through your face. Your lips are like an asshole. They just fucking talk um, just to be heard. Like, you, you walk and you fucking... Like, you queef. You don't fart. You queef because you got a lot of bitch in you. Don't talk about Steve Nash. Praise that hire. But this motherfucker no, has no experience. And then you're mad that Brad Stevens moved up. And I listen, I have no dog in the fight. I give a fuck less about Brad Stevens. I told Pat McAfee that Brad Stevens talks to the motherfuckers like an elementary school teacher. There's no way the Celtics would win under him. Ask Pat McAfee. He's in the huddle. They're down 30. He's like, all right, guys, come on. You gotta get back on defense. We have to get good offensive shots through our defense. Our defense is our best offense right now. Okay? Ready? Break. We're only down 30. Just take my calm voice and run with it. <laughs> These are motherfucking grown millionaires, man. They don't motherfuckers earn your fucking money, motherfucker. Sorry ass Tatum. You can't fucking score on fucking six three fucking Karis Levert in the fucking playing game. Get the fuck out. That's what I tell them. Something, dog. You got to do something to get these motherfuckers going. Come on, guys. Defense turns into offense. We got to get second chance balls. Like, we're losing our fucking 50-50 balls. Like, get the fuck. I just laugh listening to that motherfucker. And, all right. So, guess what he is? He's an upstairs guy now. He's a suit. He's going to go upstairs. He knows the game. They know him. It's a good old boy network. We all get it. But Stephen A. only wants to call out the Celtics. But Detroit Pistons go hire fucking John Beeline as player development who has no experience. Can't develop nobody. Has 12 NBA players. Two of them are still playing. Shut the fuck up. I'd be bashing that higher more than the fucking Brad Stevens who just coached the team for fucking seven years and got rid of a racist Danny Ainge. I would be fucking bashing that higher more than Boston simply because the fact that you have a fucking black played league owned by white 
billionaires controlled by white GMs that cannot relate with the black talent. I'd be pissed about that hire more than fucking Brad Stevens moving up, hiring a fucking new coach. Who gives a fuck? Get the guy that developed talent and understands that part and can relate to these cats. Let's hire a brother in that role. Why aren't you mad about that, motherfucker? Hypocritical, man. It blows my mind how fucking hypocritical we get. But cats just talk to be heard, man. Motherfuckers just talk to be heard. Like Kwame Brown now, he's just talking to be heard, right? Like I told you, I haven't watched any of his shit unless I just see it pop up on my thread or whatever. But he's just talking now to be heard because now I think he's gotten followers. People know he's relevant now again, and he's probably getting paid by different people now, sponsorship-wise. And so he's now just going overboard with it. Like, come on, dog. You know, it was funny for a while, but now is this going to be your new thing? So your podcast will be talk shit about everyone. That's what it's going to be. So I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. It's funny. So look, I'll end you with this. I got an interview story. Now I'm telling you the real. I interviewed, man, I told you guys for a job. All right, I won't tell you where and I won't tell you what happened really, but I'm going to tell you this. I found out through, supposedly this is a private deal. Don't tell anyone you're interviewing. Don't tell anyone who are in it. So as soon as I, I, uh, I got called to interview, an hour later I got called from a total random person from a whole nother school saying, congratulations, JB, you're getting an interview, dog, you're back in it. <laughs> this motherfucking president just told me, don't say nothing. <laughs> so obviously people are talking, right? I know that's how it is. That's just how it is, man. So anyway, I laughed it off and said whatever. So I did to put two feet in. I went after the, the job with the intent to sell myself and what I'll do for kids and all that hoopla, right? Well, I was totally brutally honest, like I said. And I, apparently I was too honest. So I rated as the lowest score among the applicant or I mean among the interviewees, which I told the people in the thing that's exactly what's going to happen because you guys scared money don't make money and you're not going to hire someone like me because I'm totally telling you how it is and I don't want to waste my time on traveling to you and you're not fully in as an administration. So I basically told them that which they probably didn't want to hear from me. And among other things, I told them that. But since then, it's leaked out that I was the lowest rated interviewer and blah, blah, blah. But this is how it works. This is why it's so funny. Um, the funny part is that there were some people on the committee that knows people that I know. And they told them that it, was it wasn't even close on the interview. And if they wanted to win, there's one person they hire, and that's JB. That's what they told the fucking committee. And the committee was like, well, he's uh, arrogant, and he is uh, a risk. Well, no shit. That's why I have more players playing college in the NFL than anyone in America and anyone that was in this committee or anyone that was up for the job. And I told you I wanted to scare them away because... 
scared money don't make money. If they wanted to win after that, they would have called me and I would have known it would have been an all-in match. And it would have been a good match, right? That means, okay, they want to do this the right way. They bought what I sold. Let's do it. Obviously, it's going to be the same place they've been for a long time. And I told them that if you want to change, it takes change. (laughs) You can't change staying the same. And I told them that and they looked at me like, I was an asshole, and I just told him, I said, listen, I appreciate it, man. You're the first people to actually call me and give me an opportunity. I appreciate you. I was graceful. And at the same time, I told him, listen, I know you won't call me back because of what, how I answered these questions that are also non-football related, have nothing to do with getting kids educated, matriculated, and graduated. And I said, I'm in a suit. You guys are in T-shirts sitting back in chairs looking super disrespectful and unprofessional. And I told the president that I said, I I think you should know your hiring committee is a fucking mockery and a joke. And I just thought I should know that because you're hiring someone to take care of babies, kids that you're going to recruit and tell their mothers all these fucking bullshit lies like you guys do. And then you're the president. You should, you're no, you're going to know, you got to know who's hiring your coaches. Because that's what's going to happen. You're going to be doing this again in a year. But people don't get it. And they got doctors, doctorates, man. It's funny. I don't know. That's just me. I wanted to share that with you, though. Everyone in the community thought I was by far head and shoulders better. (laughs) I was the lowest rated scorer on the on the political board (laughs) tells you not all jobs are good ones to take. Don't just take jobs, coaches to take jobs, especially when you become my age, long in the tooth as I am. I'm not just jumping into it because it pays good. I don't give a fuck no more. I make that sitting here doing this, selling whiskey. I don't need the headache and the drive and the drama If I have an admin, it ain't all in. Do your research. Why was the last coach fired? A. What is the AD about? B. What are you looking for in a coach? C. How are you going to support the coach you are looking for? D. Is it the same as the guy you just fired? Are you going to support him the same? Because you will be the same. And it blows my mind that people with doctorate degrees don't understand and grasp the concept. But it is what it is, man. I just wanted to give you that up, uh, insight. And uh, just so you coaches out there listening, not all jobs are great ones. Make sure you turn over rocks, figure it out, and just understand 99.9% of jobs, interviews, the job is already preconceived. It is already predetermined who they will hire. It's just a process so they get legality wise they don't face hr issues in the hiring process especially in california employment laws got to have your share of minority coaches you got to have your share of fucking this you got to have your share of that just letting you know don't let the smooth taste fool you all jobs ain't good ones piece of advice for today hey man appreciate you guys listening have a good weekend go help somebody Get better at your craft. Sharpen your tools for you and build your tool shed, man, like I say on my coaching show. Because you're sitting around waiting for something to happen. You're bullshitting those kids. You're bullshitting your growth. And you ain't going to be better than you were 
during the fucking pandemic. All right. You guys should all be better with a year and a half fucking off. You guys should have all been fucking doing shit to get better at something. Admin, weight room, discipline, X's and O's, fucking study hall. You should have been doing something to get better and sharpening your tools and your tool shed. If you've just been sitting around playing video games, then you're no better than these fucking kids. And that's like kids coaching kids. And that's already, they already think they know more than you. So now you just fucking gave them fuel. Don't be mad that your part-time, part-time and ass is sucking their teeth asking for a new job because this one's shitty, Code. This one's shitty. Kids don't show up in Your ass is shitty. You didn't do shit to get better. You ain't worth fucking coaching those kids. We already know those kids are fucked up. That's what the fuck you're there for. Anyway, I don't let me get started. Hey, man, it's the real coach, JB. I appreciate y'all. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Hey, man, give me another guy. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you.